0: bird's eye view when it comes to the orioles this weekly podcast is your official source for a lack of insight and for baseless opinion today is may 28 2018 happy memorial day this is episode 239 my name is jake english and i'm Scott magnus and on this week's show we'll ask the question how much worse can this get and after that we're going to give you a spoonful of sugar that's terrifying, and we'll do all that right after we lubricate the show. That's right; it's time for the drink of the week. Scotty, what are you drinking this week? Uh, Jake, I'm drinking a High Alai. It's a Indian
1: Pale Ale from Cigar City Brewing from Tampa, Florida. It's fantastic, by the way. Yeah, it's not this bad. is a great, great beer. Not bad. Oh, the only thing good going right now in Tampa.
0: <laughs> now, Scotty, uh, for my drink of the week, I'm gonna uh, this is gonna be dealer's choice. All right, so you get to pick what's going on here. I brought the leftovers from a crab feast that you and I uh, attended at my house. So this is beer to eat crabs by. Mm -hmm. All right. I have a Crab Shack Shandy by National Bohemian in case, you know, it's a little warm outside. Yeah, lemonade beer. Uh, Also, if you're looking for, you know, something to stay cool with, uh, something, you know, you can have a few without maybe getting the heavy hitting. I have a Michelob Ultra Superior light beer. So, Scotty, which of these should I go with this evening? Uh, Oh, boy. What a beer. All right. We're going to go with the Crab Shack Shandy. Uh, If you... Birdland are curious as to what we're drinking. If you'd like to share with us what you're getting into, please uh, drink socially with us on Untapped. I'm at Jake E four zero two five, and I'm at Magn eight six zero six. And with that, it's time for a checkup. Mm.
1: All right, so big news this week. Uh, it has to be Zach Britton, I think, uh, going out for his uh, rehab assignment on May 30th. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. I mean, it's it's encouraging to see Zach come back due to you know maybe establishing some trade value. And in reality, that's what we're playing for for the rest of the season is trade values of, of players. So um, there's a bunch of other injuries going on with Darren O'Day. Uh, still dealing with his uh, hyperextended right elbow. Um, Kobe Rasmus potentially maybe coming back for a rehab assignment. Uh, I hope not. Luis Sardinius is still apparently on this team. Chris Tillman is being uh, shuttered away into a cave at this
0: point. Shh, don't say his name three times while looking into a mirror in the dark.
1: And uh, we've got Tim Beckham who's on the 68-day DL. But uh, Zach Britton is pretty much the only story that we need to be watching the only thing that we kind of uh, avoided this week, too, is Mark Trumbo, who uh, had some arthritis issues pop up this past week, but now all of a sudden says, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it.
0: Now, was that just because he's been acting like an old man with a pie situation? Uh, possibly. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, Zach Britton being back or being close to being back is phenomenal news. Doesn't help the wins and losses because no. you don't need a closer on this team. But yeah, if he can provide some sort of trade, val- you know, trade value, that'd be great. I have an idea okay. as to how to build that trade value. okay, Scotty, we've talked about whether or not Zach Britton should be converted back into a starter before. Ooh. What if Zach Britton was a designated opener? I love it. I love it. It's, that's, it's all the trend of these days, so let's go ahead and just do it. The worst part is that the Orioles have zero to lose. <laughs> like That's such a bad idea, and yet it doesn't matter, and it's almost worth doing because the Orioles have zero to lose it is truly the saddest of sad <sighs> well hey why don't we do this why don't we go find out who's happy and sad 280 characters at a time this week on the twitters well at least someone
1: is happy and this comes from morgan at mm day 314 and uh we've there's a range of emotions within birdland and morgan's tweets as follows help what emotion was that i can't find it on my chart of tremble emotions And then we've got a serious, happy, sad, excited, scared Mark Trumbo, all with a very nonchalant... Dour. I would call it a dour dour expression. And then we have the banding pies face, and it's you got pearly white teeth. It's all all galore. So, um, yeah,
0: Mark Trumbo, uh, he gets happy when there's uh, no pies. So, um, yeah, let's keep it that way. At least somebody's happy. Next, we have a tweet from Stephen Adams, who tweets at Stephen P. Adams. That's a P in between, and a P in Steven. That's a lot of P. Steven P. Adams uh, tweets as follows. Richard, regression to the mean Blyer, ladies and gentlemen. Womp, womp.
1: There's actually a great article on Van Grass today talking about Richard Blyer and how he has uh, sustained some success. Um, and it really has come back in terms of um, a sequence where he's uh, established this cutter. Um, and apparently he didn't have it before in the Yankees organization. Then magically he gained it in the Orioles organization, which... Is mind-boggling because the so Orioles usually the other way around. Yeah, hey, the Orioles don't embrace the cutter apparently, so very, very odd. Would you say that they don't philosophically participate in it? Uh, I, I think that's, I think that's accurate. Um, next week comes from John Schneider. You can follow him at SchneiderWeb319. Two Roads Brewing Company is my hometown of Stratford, Connecticut. This is the first time in listening to the podcast that I was more excited for the drink of the week than anything Orioles-related. Yeah, us too. <laughs> us too, indeed. <laughs> Uh next tweet goes into the category of Jake, he's no Elias. This tweet comes from Jake Kenneke. You can follow him at Jake Kennekee. Alex Cobb pulls off his mask, revealing a bottle who says, It's me, Austin. It was me all along.
0: What? You, do you get that reference? No. Oh, it's a wrestling reference. You know who Elias is though. I do. I do, yeah. but that's it. That's that's the end of my knowledge. Yeah. All right. The last uh, tweet we want to go through in this week on the Twitters uh, comes to us from the Warehouse Podcast, who tweets at the Warehouse Pod. Me, after listening to this week's Birds Eye View podcast, explained just how bad these guys are. And you know what? Gotta give credit for a nice Ferris Bueller reference. And uh, I think the reference sounds a little something like this.
1: not dying you just can't think of anything good to do
0: when cameron was in egypt's land hornbird land yeah let my cameron go yep that's i feel like i'm dying sometimes watching this team so i I appreciate a good ferris bueller reference absolutely well done folk well done well done
1: well (sighs) Jake, it's got to get better, right? It it can't get any worse than what we are currently seeing on and off the field for Burland. That's a bold
0: statement, my friend. Hit the music and let's find out.
1: All right, Jake, it was a proverbial um, wedding of the bed again by the Baltimore Orioles on the field. It was a sheet soiling. A sheet soiling. But there was a lot of off-the-field activities actually that was happening this past week that, um, well, it it didn't really look good is the best way to put it. Uh, There was an article earlier this week uh, where Brady Anderson sat down with the Baltimore Sun uh, indicating that, well, no,
0: he's not really interested in doing the GM duty. Well, hang on. Yeah. Is it appropriate for Brady Anderson to basically be poaching Dan Duquette's job while Dan Duquette's still in it. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I I looked at that article and I thought the same thing everybody else did, which was, geez, nobody wants this job. But at the same time, I could also see it read in a way that said, you know what? I don't wanna I don't wanna get into that. I don't wanna you know say anything to make Dandy. I want responsibilities
1: and I have a lot of responsibilities, but a lot of things I do might not be able to do if I were the GM. I have aspirations to more and more, there's no doubt. I'm not going to hide that, and I never have. I certainly believe I'm capable of doing more. Look, if I'm going to do what I want to do, if I'm doing things that are helping the team, I can help the GM keep his job, can keep that sort of continuity. This sounds like a guy's just like, dude, I've got the best of all worlds. I can go out to the fields. I can nail chicks in Frederick. I can nail chicks in Bowie. Why the heck would I want to be a GM for the Baltimore Orioles? You
0: know, when you just read that a little right now, you know what? I, I just I got a, a snippet of. I have responsibilities. I want responsibilities. I've got the best responsibilities. Oh, my God. Brady Anderson's a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I could see a world in which Brady Anderson doesn't have the GM role. Do you think that there would be a situation in which— So should- we'll have a GM, and then we'll have Brady Anderson position sugar daddy. <laughs> Executive vice president of looking good yeah. shirtless. Yeah. Um, do you think that there will be a situation in which the GM could report to Brady Anderson? Oh dear God. Again, this gets into the situation of
1: why this is such a terrible situation and why anybody who knows anything is losing their gosh darn mind over this is there is no tier structure here in terms of a delegation of authority or delegation of responsibility. It's this aspect of who's calling the shots? Is it Dan Duquette's calling shot? Brady Anderson's calling the shot. Peter, Lou, who's calling the shots? No one seems
0: to know. The tier structure is that my tears fall. They fall all the time.
1: It's just a disaster, and specifically going into um, the trade deadline, this uh, uncertainty going into a rebuild uh, certainly is leaving most folks in Birdland skittish at best. We're not even concerned about the aspect of Memorial Day and even concerned about whether or not they're going to do something on or around Memorial Day. We're concerned about, who is going to do something, and is anybody actually going to make a decision, or is everyone just going to be finger-pointing at each other?
0: So let me add, let's just start at the top, right? Sure. It's clear that Peter Angelos' voice is starting to fade, right? And whether or not you say that that's age, or poor health, or asbestos, or, or whatever, <laughs> we're seeing a lot more of John and Lou, right? Yes. And it's clear that it's not only going to be John and Lou's team moving forward, sure. but it's going to be John and Lou's team when Peter is gone. Yes. And so I ask you this from everything that we've seen thus far, is that a bad thing? Who knows? Who knows? I, that's honest. And I like that. I, I want. Fans we know John has this aspect
1: of, um, you know, a willingness to basically put out there and be very um, leaning leftwards in the political spectrum. But we have no idea and yearning in terms of how this is going to affect. On and off the field, baseball operations in terms of, you know, does John's uh, philosophy on you know um, how minor leaguers are treated and how international free agents are basically poached at a young age, and you know how this whole system works, he's going to say, I don't want to be part of that pl- that part of that you know business model because I don't believe that it is helping out those you know kids in the position they are, or is he going to do the exact opposite? Where he says. I'm going to go out there and then I'm going to make a deal with them if they actually show that they can, you know, have this talent. And I will basically give them long-term contracts if that's the case in order to basically make it not seem like we're we're doing deals and basically, you know, keeping them for a few thousand dollars.
0: Your question was, can this get worse? Yeah. And I mean, clearly, yes, yeah. <laughs> of course. But the worst part for me sure. is that, you know, you kind of want to give new ownership if it's going to be new ownership the benefit of the doubt in saying, you know, the Orioles over the last five years, despite the decisions that have led to this moment, have been better than before, right? But the the thing that could be worse, Scott, is hoping and then not having that hope answered by anything more than crap. Sure. That's how things could get way worse. And I think
1: it's the situation, too, of we've seen John and Lou become more indoctrinated in the business model But at what point do they just say, meh, this doesn't really interest me, or meh, you know, you know, I don't really want to do what my dad did here. This isn't, you know, not dealing with me. You know, we keep pushing this whole aspect of, well, as soon as Peter's dead, as soon as Peter's dead. But I always raise that question of, well, if John and Lou take over and they're not
0: as interested as their dad was, at what point do they say, okay, it's time for us to move on? Well, that matters if they're going to not be interested and turn over the baseball operations to a Season baseball operations person right if the if the business runs itself sure then how interested do you have to be as an owner i'm not even thinking about it in that regard i'm just thinking
1: about it from just you know an aspect of an ownership aspect um if the team basically is going to go about and kind of waffle on until let's call it the mass and deal is settled for example <laughs> um so that'll be 2030 by this time um you know I do wonder if the Masson deal comes out and they say, well, we have to give this money to the Nationals. If John just says, meh, I really don't want Masson anymore. I don't really want to have to deal with the Orioles. Let's just cut bait, sell the team and, uh, we'll just, you know, move on and do something else that is more in- interesting for me in terms of my, uh, political and social leanings.
0: I, I'm not buying it. I, I think that they have grown up, you know, with the team. Being a family asset, and they'll want to continue that. Yeah, That's-
1: you're absolutely right. Most family businesses continue on and never sell out for large sums of money. Sure. Clearly not. Clearly not. Never going to happen. Not in this
0: kind of age of economics where billions of dollars are being thrown around. But I guess then the question becomes, on the field, sure, have the Orioles hit rock bottom? I say
1: a yes again, and this is the reason I say this, is um, the, the – Play on the field is one thing, but also the clubhouse, I think, now is at a absolute bottom low. And I point back to the situation that happened this past week with Jim Palmer calling out Chris Davis. And that's not on-the-field situation, but the Scott Coolball comments that followed after Palmer made it, um, where he didn't really stick up for Davis, um, certainly was a, oh my gosh, the entire clubhouse is not supporting each other. You've got coaches fighting with players, and Buck's doing his best job to basically maintain some order, but there is obviously some dissent. I I don't understand how Scott Kubel kept his job through this entire week. I I really don't. When as soon as he came out and basically railed against Davis, and I realized Davis is probably at fault here, but as soon as he did that, I'm surprised Buck didn't call him and say, what the heck are you doing? And... We don't do that around here. We're going to need to have you leave now. Right. right. I, I just don't see how this is possible. So, you know, it's it's bad performance on the play, but it's also the aspect of, you know, it doesn't have that um, clarity and or support in the clubhouse from the coaches upward.
0: Um, and it, it's it's very concerning to me. When I saw that, all I thought was, wow, this is going to go from just being sad to being toxic. Yeah. Right. Because right. that's the kind of thing that, sure. that happens in a toxic Sure, environment.
1: and I mean, I think we've seen this last year to a certain regard about what can happen during a toxic environment when you've got Roger McDowell putting out pictures there with a five-plus ERA. No, I'm just kidding. That's It's not really Scott Roger McDowell's fault, but this is just a bad situation, you know, spiraling out of control, and it's really a question of when is a move going to be made, and I think Buck is of the opinion, like, I can maintain order, I can maintain order, but the Titanic is going down now, and no one is willing to go to Buck, or, you know, Buck is not willing to make that move and say... I need to cut bait with certain players and/or coaches, and just move on from this, so that this does not become a distraction every single day
0: going forward. Well, I've thought a little bit about this, sure, and I thought, you know, the team sucks. Yep, and there's just no lipstick you can put on that pig. This team sucks, and uh, you know we're we watching a losing club, we're watching frustrating baseball, and maybe the way to salve some of the pain is to look at things and say. Well, at least it's not this. Okay. Right. So I want to put out there hey, it could be worse. Okay. And here's how it could be worse, Scott. Right. I think it would be worse if the Orioles had like a 2003 PED situation Ooh, going on, like a bail PED situation. Where, where, you know, the Orioles were synonymous with suspensions. And uh, there are three categories of, of PED use and suspensions that would really hurt my heart. So the first is clearly Manny Machado. Okay. Right? You look at him having just a bang-up season. I'm not saying Manny Machado is juicing. I'm saying it would be awful if this were the case, and that is one of the few things that can make this awful case worse. Who else is in this category for you? Uh, Zach Britton, right? Okay. Jonathan Scope. Basically, anybody that can be turned for something useful, okay, it turns out they're only good because they've been juiced. What about Adam Jones? I mean, he could be turned for something useful. Yeah, but that is a different category. And okay. in fact, Adam Jones goes into my second category of PED uses and suspensions that would just hurt my heart. So this is going to be category of Jones, uh, Darren
1: O'Day, absolutely, Brian Roberts, yes, um, J.J. Hardy, yes. Okay, so
0: all these guys Those that guys. basically are. Near and dear to your heart. But then there's a third, and I would say more dangerous category. Okay. And that is a guy like Dylan Bundy. Gotcha. Which means that all the hope that you've had in this player for what he might be in the future are dashed, and there is no future. It doesn't just suck today. It doesn't suck tomorrow. It sucks for the rest of the time moving forward. Gotcha. So you're basically
1: saying that somehow Wellington Castillo has uh, infiltrated into the clubhouse and basically proliferated out to the, all the Orioles of, as of last year, how to get
0: by without getting caught. And then all of a sudden, it's going to come out that they actually get, get caught. Right. I'm not saying that is happening. I'm saying that would make this situation far worse. Gotcha. Okay. There's another thing that can happen this season okay. okay, that I think would make this, this at least for me, it would make it worse. And that would be watching certain teams run off to success and win the World Series. Okay. I would have, and you know, maybe this is a personal fault of mine. Right. I would have a really hard time watching the Orioles suck into the sunset and having the other local team finally hit that crest and make it to the World Series. Okay, so you're talking about the Nationals
1: and the Nationals finally getting by in getting that elusive World Series that has uh, evaded them over these past few years of being one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. Yes,
0: that would be the last bit of spit in my eye that this season could pro- pro- could provide. But really, I mean, we're in
1: uh, we're in Madison Cup territory. We're playing the Nationals this week. What's the big deal about the Nationals? Like, if the Nationals won, would you really—I mean, it, obviously, you're going to be heartbroken about it. But in reality— is it really that big of a deal? It's not like they're a rival to the Orioles.
0: No, but what would suck about it is you would get to watch people right up close. Right. Okay. So, like, so if, it's, the, if the Giants win the World Series, right. you don't really hear about it, right? Okay. You don't hear it about it on, on local car commercials. You don't see it in the local news. Mm-hmm. It's not in the newspapers. Your, your tangential friends aren't talking about it that happen to be Giants. You have friends fans. that na- are Nationals fans? I do.
1: One well, two. that's a problem. That is a problem. I but think this is a similar situation to what a lot of us in Baltimore we were concerned about when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and people were like, oh, I really hope the Eagles don't win because then we're going to hear about it from Philly fans and they have in close proximity. But honestly, I think the nationals are the least of your worries. I think that you've got to be more concerned with teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and having to hear that um, in your stadium once again saying, yeah, well, we have a ring from last year or uh, Boston Strong, we're always going to win the championships. I think that's a bigger concern for any Orioles fans than the Nationals. Although I will say, it was very impressive to me to see uh, the amount of Nationals fans that came into Camden Yards today. And in previous years, we'd seen the exact opposite, where it was many much more Orioles fans and Orioles fans traveling down to National Stadium. We may be seeing that shift finally occur, um, where the Nationals fans start to overcome the Orioles fans in terms of this market. Well, each team has earned that this season, sure. certainly. Oh, no, I'm not arguing that it completely. Um, Jake, I think the things that would make it worse for me would be uh, nothing. <laughs> um, this is as bad as it can get? No, it's, it's the aspect of them doing absolutely nothing. Uh, it's the aspect of sitting idle under saying, hold on, hold on, we're going to wait a little bit longer and then we're going to wait a little bit longer and then we're going to wait a little bit longer and we're going to get to August and we're going to say... You know, we, we really didn't see anything out there that we really liked, so we're going to go into this off-season and hope that we can potentially re-sign some of these players and do a rebuild, and I think it's that aspect of um, not wanting to admit to reality and just kind of steering the ship directly into the iceberg, um, which is uh, a little bit more concerning to me. Although. You know, fun fact, you know, if the Titanic would have gone right to the iceberg, everything would have been fine. It's the whole aspect of them turning that
0: caused the issue. We need a bell for Titanic references or, you know, ship sinkings uh, throughout the episode. Yeah. Ding. Yeah. So, y- your worst okay, case. Can scenario. I page you like one of my French girls? You absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll slap the window. Um, so, your worst case scenario is the Orioles being completely, uh, b- basically, nothing happening them not admitting reality and then waiting too long to get anything for any of their assets.
1: That's my biggest concern for this season. My longer concern is that, um, you know, I, am always concerned about the aspect of, is this the last good team that we are going to see for the Baltimore Iles in their current state. And I say that of, we have a dwindling population within Baltimore we have fan population that all of a sudden is very turned off with the product that is on the field. Um, I, I do wonder, with a change of ownership that is going to be coming, um, whether or not in, you know, I don't think it's going to be in, you know, in the next two or three years. But in the next, let's call it 10 years, are we going to be looking at a city without a baseball team? I don't
0: think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. That certainly would make things worse, however.
1: That would be my nightmare of nightmares is, um, you know. Seeing this team flee and go to another town and once again being left uh, with a city without a team just like uh, we did as a kid says growing up uh, when the Colts, um, you know, left Baltimore. But, Jake, my heart will go on and I will continue to root for this team.
0: I believe it will go on Dandon.
1: Yeah, near and far, wherever they are.
0: Ding. <laughs> All right. So, Scotty, there was that. You know, it's left me feeling a little sick. Can we, can we try to find something that may help us here?
1: We can. Let's go on over to the doctor and uh, maybe get a prescription or two.
0: Alright, so Scotty, like I just said, this season is leaving me sick. And if you're anything like us... You're just begging for something to make you feel better. So while I was rifling through the medicine cabinet looking for the Pepto, it made me wonder, is there any medication out there that might help this team? Not the kind of medication that will lead you to wag your finger at Congress or the kind that requires a therapeutic use exemption. No, I'm talking about the kind that you see marketed to, say, senior citizens in the wee small hours of the morning or basically any commercial on the Game Show Network. So... I've gotten to the point where I'll try anything. And uh, Scott, do you have some music perhaps that we could put under a, a medication commercial? Because I've got a great one for Manny Machado. There were days where I could barely get out of bed due to the shame of it all. It was hard doing the little things in the game that I loved. And then my doctor told me about prescription Terra is not an antidepressant. It's the one and only MLB-approved method for moving from a terrible team to a better one. Terra helps me accomplish my daily activities and helps me feel better. So now I can think of something else besides the horrible sinkhole of awful that I've been subjected to since March 29th. Terra is not for everyone. Tell your doctor right away if it becomes clear that you are the only thing of value on a club that should simply fold up and cease to play games until next season. Some of the most common side effects for Terra are disorientation, lack of familiarity with surroundings, and the removal of giant weight off your shoulders. If you're looking out of a way or for a way out of a toxic situation, tell your doctor about tridera and ask if it's right for you. All right, I see
1: where we're going with here. Okay, I yeah. I, I see what you're doing. Um, did you want to do uh one another one or is there anything out there else that we could potentially take to make this 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 woe go away? Well,
0: I mean, I've got something that I saw that could be targeted uh toward the starting pitcher. Um and and there is a commercial for that if you if you'd like to play that. Sure, we can do that. My friend has poor command. He is the most common kind, not caused by an injury. Hey, buddy, you suck. You have five
1: times the risk of being sent to the minors. Sounds like we should ask your doctor about Locatia.
0: In a clinical trial, Locatia was proven superior to Just Chuck It at reducing the risk of being sent to the minors. And unlike Just Chuck It, Locatia does not require regular blood tests or dietary restrictions.
1: Man, you have been right on target since targeting, uh, starting Locatia.
0: Locasia is not for people who want a short, tenured career in Major League Baseball. Don't stop taking locacia without talking to your doctor. Locasia can cause severe and sometimes irrevocable contract value. Seek immediate medical care if you cannot pitch off the plate or locate purpose pitches. Location may exacerbate medical conditions, especially if you have ulnar complications. Location may have side effects which include stomach pain, upset, or burning. If someone you care about has poor command not caused by an injury, tell them to talk to their doctor about reducing the risk of being sent to the minors with Locatia. So who would have to actually take Locatia
1: right now for the Orioles?
0: Everyone. Everyone? Everyone would have to take it. Even Dylan Bundy? Yeah, okay. Man. Even Kevin Gausman? I I would say take it just being proactive. Just to be on the safe but, side? But talk to your doctor first. That is important. Okay. Um, But while we're talking about handing all this medication out like candy. Okay. There's something that's out there for all of us, Scott. You, me, everybody listening to this podcast. If you've noticed agitation, hostility, depression, or changes in behavior, thinking, or a mood that is just not typical of you, or if you develop sad, sad thoughts or actions, it may be time for Step Away. Step Away is available in one simple dose. When the season gets to be too much, apply Step Away liberally to baseball games. Some people taking Step Away may develop the itch to watch baseball and should consult their doctor immediately. Step Away may result in reconnecting with loved ones, the development of other hobbies, completion of work or household chores, and many other side effects. Patients also reported an ease of sleeping and may become habitual or contagious. The urge just isn't what it used to be. And that's helped. You will be surprised the quality of life that awaits you. Talk to your doctor today about whether Step Away is right for you.
1: And with that, folks, we have to make an announcement. It's the last episode of Bird's Eye (laughs) View. We're stepping away. We're stepping away. (laughs)
0: We're applying Step Away liberally
1: to this podcast. Absolutely. No, we can't. We're still going to be here every single week to basically uh, ring your earbuds with of terrible, terrible Orioles parodies. Um, all right, I, I think I get what you're going here, Jake. Let me uh, let me try a few things and just uh, see if I can kind of do a similar thing for uh, for uh, maybe some some oil Orioles players. Things haven't been quite as sweet lately for you. Wish you could get back to the way things used to be and get that bad taste out of your mouth. Try the balance ratio medication of C over D, a recently formulated bitter blocker that can be applied as a cream and served in a pan to get rid of that recent saltiness that you've been experiencing. Applying said treatment can have side effects, though, of annoyed teammates that might not enjoy the fun of or, wa- or watching their calories. C over D. C over D. <laughs> <laughs> someone else way out there will get that but <laughs>
0: it took me embarrassingly longer to figure it out
1: <laughs> and the last one i have is a is a pretty obvious one um but it's going to go to one of our favorite um folks out there and um well I, I'll, I'll just start it off like this for you jake have you been questioned lately and been unable to keep to your typical sassy self during these times of the year, that can lead to increased blood pressure and result in nasal clogs, leading to an odd whistling sound. With whistle stop, these notes can be become a part of the background uh, rather than an annoyance. Uh, and with one spray, you'll have all the beat writers once again laughing and joking with you. Try whistle stop and get back to those winning ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Scotty. This is beautiful. First of all, uh, I will fight anyone who tells me that the animated Robin Hood is not one of the best Disney films ever made. I will I will, seriously stop the podcast. Tweet us. I will come fight you wherever you be. Secondly, for those listeners that don't know, uh, when our dear friend Scott Magnus has had a little bit too much to drink, it is very likely that I will get a call in the middle of the night in the wee small hours of the morning to the tune of whistle stop. <laughs> the vocal stylings of Scott Magnus uh ag- greet me. So um yeah, I would take I would take whistle stop and if I were Buck, I would certainly look into it. Apply heavily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um Burnt Land, what medication do we need to be investing in what what is the the medication that you think that would make this situation better if 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 it could be worse like if we hit rock bottom help us reach the top or at least get out of the ditch with some sort of medication uh tweet us at bird's eye view bal and with that let's go find out who won fantasy boss
1: this past week This doesn't sound familiar.
0: This isn't an 80s sitcom. And this isn't
1: a uh, Gwen Stefani cover.
0: I'm confused.
1: Well, Jake, when Fantasy Boss has no winner, we get no good Fantasy Boss uh,
0: segment music. So this was a push this week. This is a push. Ugh. I was really excited about Fantasy Boss last week. I thought I had a good idea. I thought it did good, Scott. I thought I did a good thing. Jake, I think you did a great job. And uh, I,
1: I think it came back down to a situation where we picked some some good categories. Um, my category that I picked last week was who would have more? Would it be Davis' strikeouts for the week or would it be Orioles' run skirt during the Voyage Series? Uh, Davis had nine strikeouts. Uh, Orioles had six runs. Uh, Jake, you offered this one out there. Will there be more Orioles' hits or MLB stolen bases over the next week? Jake, you went with MLB Stolen Bases with 78. By the way, average for MLB Stolen Bases for the past few years has been 83 for most weeks. So the Orioles to pass 83 in a given week, that'd be a pretty damn good week. So we'll see. So Jake, I thought we could go back to either or. By the way, we're still at a push. That, oh, yeah. that puts the season at 4-4-1. Four, four, oh, absolutely. So I think we need to go back to either or, but I think this week we should each pick categories and then we should have the other individual maybe pick. Oh, so you're going to pick
0: a category and I'm going to have to pick it. and then I pick a category and then you're going to have to pick. It.
1: Right. So Jake, I'm going to let you, I'm going to pick this category and then I want you to pick out which one you think is going to have more. So, uh, Jake, I got in a little bit of, um, uh, a little bit of a fluff up, I guess, on, on Twitter today. You
0: got a fluff up? A
1: little fluff up. And you're going to talk about it in public? I am. Um, so I called out the Capitals today a little bit, and I called out Buck Walter for wearing the Capitals. Uh, so the Capitals are going to the Stanley Cup. Yay. Yeah. And Jake, since I know you know everything about the Stanley Cup and hockey, I ask you this question.
0: Which team will have more wins this week, the Capitals or the Orioles? So hockey is that the one they play on horseback or the one they play in the pool? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> um, have has the has the series started yet? I can't tell you that. Okay, I'm gonna say no. So you're that's not the answer I just asked you. I said which no, one no, no, will no, have no. more wins? No, I'm gonna say that the, the the series hasn't started yet, which means that the Caps may play as many as four games. Maybe. Right. Yes, yeah, that's possible. Best of seven series. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that. that's best of okay. seven. I'll give you that much. So best of seven, they can only win four. I'm going to say the Caps win more series, more games. Okay, they are, the Orioles are going against the Yankees this weekend, so the Orioles could go against the White Sox. This, that's true this week, and I would not feel any better about it. Does it doesn't
1: work? Yeah. All right. So you're going for Capitals. You're rooting for them as a uh, former DC native, and um, right. really uh, rooting for the hometown team. Basically, clearly, yeah.
0: Uh, I did not appreciate the gruff the, the guff that you got for your tweet. Let me just stop for a second and defend Scott Magnus. Look, I have no beef with folks from the Baltimore area that don't have a hockey team because there is no Baltimore hockey team and root for the Caps. Look, that's fine, right? Just like there was no team in Washington and so there are Washingtonians that were Orioles fans. That that's fine, right? That's okay. Yeah. But I do think there's, it's a little off putting when the, the manager of your team is wearing the other city's colors, uh, as they start a series. That's yeah. meh. A little weird. That's a little weird. weird. All right. Yeah. My, uh, my category for you is, is this. Do you think that there will be more first inning runs scored against the Orioles this week mm-hmm. from here to Sunday? Yep. Or more runs scored by the Orioles from here to Sunday?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with first inning runs scored against the Orioles.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, there's that. Yeah. Let us know, uh, Birdland, what is this You format? know what? I changed my mind.
1: I think the Orioles are going to do well this week. I think the Orioles are going to have more runs this week than they do giving up first inning runs. In fact, I'll say this much. I think the Orioles are going to have uh, more wins than the Capitals will as well. What's the
0: ABV on that beer you're drinking? Seven and a half. Oh, <laughs> uh, Birdland, do you like this format? Do you like the either or? Uh, how how should we should we stick with this for um, a while with uh, with Fantasy Boss, or do you like counting on the same category, Let especially
1: the same category that is always going to be terrible because the Orioles don't put up right.
0: good stats. A couple of you, by the way, tweeted us some excellent either ors. Yes. So keep that up as well. Yes, that's some great great work. Um, well. Let's get into Orioles baseball once again. Uh, let's find
1: out who was good, uh, how many people were bad, and uh, how everybody was ugly. <laughs>
0: That's right, folks. It's time again for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to go ahead and get started this week. My good is David Hess. David Hess started this week and went 6.2 innings, scoreless innings even, against the Rays. He had three walks. He had three Ks. Meh. But this is basically what constitutes good uh, these days for the Baltimore Orioles. So good on you, Hess. Good on you. I'm gonna go to Dylan Bundy. We talked to Madden
1: last week. Uh won a complete game. Uh just a really nice appearance by Dylan Bundy. Um, yeah, that's Dylan Bundy gets my good. He's pretty much my only shining light. Um I do like David Hessen. I do like what I saw from him, but I, I gotta give the the hat tip to uh Dylan Bundy for the complete game.
0: Let me let me go back to Bundy and the complete game. Do you think if the bullpen was in less of shambles, uh Bundy would have been given the opportunity to go for the complete game there? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Uh So I'm going to go ahead to my bad, and for my bad, I have no other choice than to, uh, than to go to Trey Mancini. He is in Slumpville, and that is not a good thing. He's got a 15 weighted runs created plus, and he is, it's not just fair to say that he is one of the regulars. He has the most plate appearances this past week at 31, and he did not make the most of them his babbip this week was 143 Woof. wolf indeed um my bad for the week
1: is going to go to manny machado who is posting up a, a terrible 42 waiter runs created plus manny is this is his first week where he's been pretty much awful so that's why he gets the bad in fact manny probably will never get bad again on this podcast as my guest um certainly not for this team yeah so uh manny machado gets my bad for the week um Boo Manny Machado.
0: Now, right. my my ugly for this week is the tacky Memorial Day uniforms across the across the league. I'm on record for saying that it's dumb and that I don't like it, and I still don't like it. So, boo, boo, boo. Jake, we are at the end of May now,
1: um, and uh, it is my opinion that uh, we can resurrect this. Um, Jake, I am dusting off the uh, all time ugly award uh, that was given to Alberto Jimenez.
0: And I am. Can we call it a Baldem Jimenez award? Of course. All right.
1: And I am bestowing it um, permanently on Chris Davis at this point, um, who has a uh, nine weighted runs created plus this past week in twenty-eight plate appearances, and uh, so far on the season has a thirty-four weighted runs created plus for the entire season. Jake, uh, I am putting this mantle onto Chris Davis. I am uh, indicating that we no longer can call Chris Davis ugly and or bad because he is permanently labeled as ugly and to do so, um, is stating the obvious. And uh, Jake, I am also going to be bestowing on him um the honor of shooting him into the Sun Award as well. Wow. Yeah.
0: So you have combined Abaldo Jimenez and Wade Miley in a single player, and that is Chris Davis. Yes. In fact, if I look at his F war right now,
1: which is negative 1.5, I think we still actually have to add additional bad players on top of it to equate for this as well.
0: All right, I got, I got you covered. Okay. All right. What are you going to do? Okay. Is you're going to give him the at Jimenez Award. Yep. You're then going to put him on an ice flow. Yep. And then I'm going to douse some gasoline. A la, ooh, a la Brian Mattis. Yeah. Douse some gasoline a la Kevin Craig. And yes. then shoot that flaming ice flow into the sun. Exactly. A la Wade Miley. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Things are not good for Chris Davis. Nope, but Chris Davis, he's been put out to pasture
1: in terms of fantasy, our fantasy boss, and Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, we will never talk about him again. Um, <laughs> folks, if you're listening to this podcast, just... Chris Davis is dead to us at this point, okay? That's our moment of silence.
0: <laughs> All right. Shall we uh, go ahead and blow the save, as it were? I, I think we should have just ended on Chris Davis is dead to us forever. But I, for tradition's sake, we, we must blow the For save. tradition's sake, let's go on.
1: So, Jake, uh, there was an interesting tweet that caught my attention today. And it was while Richard Blyer was having a, I wouldn't say a, a meltdown, but just not a good game. And Richard Blyer has certainly been having some, um, as we talked about in in the Twitter, um, regression to the mean, as it were. It, it's not to say that Richard Blyer isn't um, still having a nice season, but he's not having that all-star type season, especially for you know a blip on the radar, a Brad Brock season, as it were, when he first had it. So Jake, I, the question was raised of, if Manny Machado was traded before the all-star game, who would be um, the Orioles representative?
0: Ty Wigginton.
1: See, that's the obvious joke to go to. But I I think we need to be serious about this and think, you know, what should we be doing as Orioles fans in order to have representation at the All-Star Game um, this coming, you know, this coming, you know, July? And there's one person in my head that deserves to go to the All-Star Game to represent the Baltimore Orioles. And that's Nick Marcakis. <laughs> Nick Marcakis is posting up an amazing season with the Atlanta Braves, posting a 340 average, 409 on base percentage, a 395 WOBA, and a 153 weighted runs created plus. It is my opinion as Orioles fans that we should do everything in our power to make sure that Nick Marcakis represents the National League and gets to the All-Star Game this season. Even if it is the aspect of the Orioles having to sacrifice their lone representative to send Nick Markakis to the to the All-Star Game. But I am asking Birdland, and I am asking members of this podcast, as much as it is ridiculous for us to focus on All-Star Game voting, there really is little things else that we should be able to do for the season. And there is no greater reward than to give Nick Markakis that final chance to go to an All-Star Game that he sorely missed out on years and years and years after posting some great seasons. I mean, I look back at Nick Marquecas' 2008 season with the Baltimore Orioles. 306 average, 406 on-base percentage, 138 weighted runs created plus. He posted a 6.0 F war. Did not make the fantasy All-Star team at the, that season. Nick Markakis deserves an All-Star game. We should give him an All-Star game. Berlin, this is an opportunity to send a representative, not from the current Orioles team, but from Orioles' past to the All-Star Game, Nick Markakis is our Birdland representative.
0: You know, I will say, <clears throat> as much as I didn't enjoy uh, what they did to us in 2014, we have to take a page from the Kansas City Royals fans mm-hmm. book. Because they sent darn near everybody mm-hmm. to the All-Star Game that one year. And I think that Orioles fans need to rig the All-Star Game. But, Scotty, you just you went through this emotional... Heartfelt and frankly accurate statement. We're we talking about Chris Davis still, Nick Marcakis. Oh, okay. yes, <laughs> we need to go ahead and elect Chris Davis to the <laughs> AL All Star team. We need to get everybody on board and send Chris Davis as the starting first baseman to the All Star team. How amazing would that be?
1: Uh, it would not be amazing. That
0: would be spite one hundred and one. Yeah, it would not be amazing. Like I said,
1: Nick Marcakis. Vote Mit I'm all for it. We should be pushing this as much as possible this upcoming few months because honestly, the product on the field isn't going to be fun. Let's at least reminisce about
0: memories in the past. And that that is our show. Remember, you can find this in our entire catalog of indispensable episodes at Bird'seye View Baltimore.
1: Bird's Eye View is available for download wherever it is you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and many others. Please remember to rate and review the show. We appreciate the
0: feedback, and it encourages other people to listen for the first time. We love meeting new people and talking Orioles baseball with other diehard fans. Email us at contact at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, but the best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter, where we tweet at View b a l and with that baltimore and beyond i'll bid you all a fond adieu
1: good night baltimore be safe out there and please just win a few games please you want them to whistle stop losing absolutely no question about it we did better this week by the way didn't go 75 minutes nice yeah people may get people to the may end get to the end, end of, of this episode nobody's listening yeah no, no one's listening, listening.